BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Glad to be here. Glad you're here. Glad we're doing it. Wheeling and dealing. Um, I'm fresh off a plane. Hopped at the plane at LAX. With my dream and my cardigan. Damn, still got it. A little dry from flying. I'm actually back in Atlanta, but I spent the last week in LA and I'll tell you what, felt weird. Felt weird, a little bit like a ghost town. I went to Jones on 3rd to get a Chinese chicken salad and there were tumbleweeds rolling down 3rd Street. So shout out to everybody in LA who was holding it down. Um, It felt good to be back. Had a lot of work, did a couple extra additional photography days, as they say in the business, for this movie I have coming out on Netflix um, this Christmas, which is going to be amazing. Cannot wait. But I've had a little bit of, uh, what do they call it? Imposter syndrome, where you like forget what your job is. Like, I know I'm an actor, but it's just been so long since I've been able to like do what that job is that I got on set and I had already been like shooting for a day. And I just halfway through the day, I was like, what am I doing here? Did these people know that they hired me? Because I don't even know what's happening right now. So it's really been an adjustment. I know socially for a lot of folks, it's been an adjustment just like getting out. People are vaxxed. People are ready to go. We're so fucking over COVID. We're moving through it. I'm done. And I understand that people can still get it, but I had it. I'm fucking done. I did it. I weathered the storm. Let's go. Again, I want to take my top off in Key West at a gay bar and drink fucking mudslides till I put on 15 pounds and my skin is stretched to the limit. Because I just, you know, that's what I want to do. But it was really interesting going out to dinner with some of my friends in LA. Like they had no idea how to socialize. Like everybody in California has been trapped up too long by Gavin Gavin or Newsom. Governor Newsom. They're like, Heather, we haven't fucking been out of the house. I'm like, you didn't go for a walk? You haven't been to a restaurant? Look, I'm not making light of the COVID situation, but listen, everybody wanted to make fun of us down here in the South, but we've been doing it safely. I mean, as much as we can, but you're allowed to like go to a restaurant, spaced out, wear your mask, do the thing. My friends in California, it's going to take them a hot second to really come out of the shadows. 
I mean, people were itching, tweaking, not like, it was like everybody was on angel dust. Nobody could make eye contact. People were just panicked. I went and picked up one of my girlfriends to go to lunch. She's like, what can we, can I get in your car? I'm like, get in my fucking car. It's a rental. You know, I got a Chevy Malibu. I'm going to Malibu. Let's roll. Just too much. But uh, glad to be back. But yes, I definitely, now that we're getting into the swing of things, I forgot that I don't know if people know that they hired me to do this specific job. And like, I'm a true professional. I will always be a professional. But there are days like halfway through shooting, I was like, they don't know who they hired. I'm a fucking clown. You know what I'm saying? I spent three hours in my trailer watching TikToks. Like, I do not know what I'm doing here. So I want you to know that if you're feeling kind of imposterous, like going out into the world, socializing again, doing the damn thing, and you feel weird, everybody feels weird. It's not just you. I just became like unnaturally sweaty around people, you know, and I didn't know like what to do with my arm. I was, <laughs> I was in a meeting and I like didn't know how to sit. Like I had my arm kind of up in like a, like a 90 degree angle as if I were resting against a wall, but there was nothing there. I just held my palm out in the free air. And my friend was like, what, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to do with my hands right now because I'm fucking panicking because I shouldn't be here. But we're doing it, y'all. We're doing it. Uh, about to start freezing the eggs. Did the month of prep. Felt nauseous. Felt like a hot fucking mess. Now I'm just waiting on my period. I know so many people wanted to know that, but that's how that works. You have to wait on your period and then you go in for an ultrasound and then they tell you, okay, 713 tonight, start the shots. And then you start the shots and then bada bing, bada boom, 10 days later, they pull the eggs, whatever eggs you have out of you. <coughs> Sorry, I got to tickle my throat. And uh, then five days after that, they let you know whether or not you got to do this 10 more times. So it's been a little bit of an emotional roller coaster, which has also not helped with the social fucking anxiety. You know, please say a prayer. If you are a godly woman, man, gentleman, cat, dog, ferret, whatever, whoever, whomever listens to this, please say a prayer. I, I can do this once and lock it up. I have to tell you guys what happened to me. This is way TMI. I'm mortified. I can't believe I'm about to tell you this, but I'm going to. There's these, oh God, if you're like a straight guy and you went to high school with me or some shit and you like ever had a crush on me, just quit playing, just, just stop. Fast forward this like three minutes later because I'm too embarrassed, but I'm going to tell like my predominantly female audience and gay audience this. <laughs> but if you're like hot and like we went to school together, like just fast forward, okay? I still want you to think I'm like sort of hot after this. Oh, I need something to look forward to in my life, like a good hard flirt. And you know what I'm talking about. You know, an innocent flirt with like somebody you went to school with and you're like, stop. Oh my God, <laughs> Dylan, no. Dylan, I'm married. Stop. <laughs> yeah, I'll meet you at Chili's. <laughs> and then I tell Jeff, I'm like, Jeff, I'm going to meet Dylan at Chili's two for Tuesday. And he's like, okay, good luck. <laughs> Dylan, he, Jeff always just says, Dylan has no money. And I'm like, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> That's why we're going to Chili's. <laughs> and he's never jealous. That's the one thing. Jeff is so cool, calm, collected, like doesn't give a shit, is so secure in our marriage, as he should be, because I adore him and love him. But there are days where I'm, I try and like be like, I literally was like, Jeff, somebody in the Delta Sky Club right now is staring at me. And he's like, yeah, because you're my hot piece of ass. Or he's like, maybe it's because you got food in your teeth. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to make you jelly. He's never jealous. He, Jeff is literally the most 
chill fucking dude to the point where I'm like, I literally was overserved at Chili's with Dylan from high school. Jeff's like, Heather, he doesn't own a, a car. He walked there on foot from his job at Bass Pro Shop. I'm supposed to be threatened? It's a hard flex. Like a job at Bass Pro Shop is a hard fucking flex. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, back to my embarrassing story. Anyways, Dylan, if you're listening, tune out. So during the egg retrieving process, you have to do this thing. They're called progesterone, like vaginal suppositories. I don't know if it's like a powder, a cream in them, but it's like a tiny little egg that you have to shove up your vagina, literally like by the tip. Like there's nothing arousing about it. It's just like you're shoving this thing as far as you can up in your cervix because it's getting your womb ready to grow eggs so that when you do the shots, you know, it multiplies. Now, side note, I got a lot of confusing messages. People were like, I didn't have to do any of the stuff you're having to do to freeze my eggs. That's because you have eggs, Trish. I have to grow some more. So if you didn't have to do the prep that I had to do, your life has been a little easier. (laughs) Good for you. Long story short, I put in a vaginal suppository. Now I am walking through Atlanta airport, like she is fucking back. She's a star. She's heading to LA. She has, she is booked. She is busy. She's international. Even though it's California, I am international. It's cross country. I have not been on a flight longer than three and a half hours in a fucking year. Let's go doggy. I've got my Lululemon track pants on. I've got a black top on black, like very cool jacket, matching Adidas sneakers. Like it's a vibe. I look chic. I have on a hat. I have glasses on. I am living my life. It's Monday morning. It's 9.30. It's fucking packed at Atlanta airport. I hit the Delta Sky Club. Fucking packed. I am feeling myself. I sit down and I'm like, something feels a little moist. I go to the bathroom and I see that my vaginal suppository has exploded all over my black pants. So I want you to imagine a capsule full of powder explodes. It somehow popped (laughs) out. It popped out of my vagina and I guess I squished it. (laughs) This is so embarrassing. Dylan, please turn this off. I will still meet you at Chili's. It exploded. And so there, it looks like there's white talcum powder all over my pants. It's in the front. It's in the back. I want you to imagine if you had white pants on and it was period, but this is black pants with just white powder everywhere. So you could think two things. One, she had a suppository explosion. Two, she really has nuts and she was powdering them. Like it just looks like, looks like I took baby powder, d- doused it all over me. So I am like, oh my God, I have been walking around the Atlanta airport. Like I am fucking Paris Hilton move, bitch. Like I am ready. I am a star. I was like, why are people not like coming up to me being like, Heather, I love you. You're my favorite. It's because they didn't know what was on my fucking pants. It looked like mayonnaise just everywhere. So I go to the bathroom in the Sky Club and thank God for some reason I had packed an extra pair of underwear. I'm changing my underwear. I have to take out like Clorox wipes that I have to wipe down the plane. I'm now using those on the inside of my pants to wipe out this like (laughs) essentially like Vagisil. I'm mortified. The shit has stuck to my skin. It is caked. It is crusted. I don't even know how it got out. So I text Jeff. I'm like, Jeff, I'm so fucking mortified. I'm on the verge of tears because I'm already hormonal. Like this has never happened. He just responds. He goes, pussy popping, babe. Get him. With a tiger. And I'm like, I don't know if he realized what I'm saying, but whatever. Like it just, it put me in a more positive 
mindset. So my pussy's literally been popping so hard that it exploded. And then I had to wipe. I, I basically was like standing in the Sky Club with no pants on, scrubbing in the sink, this like white talcum powder out of my fucking pants. And it's not talcum powder. Don't worry. I wouldn't put talcum powder on my vagina. That's how you get cancer. But you know what I'm saying? Like the same s- consistency. I was mortified. And then I just got on my flight, horrifically <laughs> deflated and just paranoid that I had been walking around the Atlanta airport with mayonnaise all over me. I mean, it was seep through. And you know, like, you know what I'm talking about. I was fucking mortified. And then I'm hormonal and I'm sweating on the flight. I am nauseous. And I got to LA and what do you know? Everyone is still thin. I don't know how they held it down during a fucking pandemic, but they did. So that's where I've been, guys. That's where I've been. So what I want to say to you is stay humble. Stay true to who you are, but keep that, keep that vagina clenched because we're not out of the woods yet. Speaking of not being out of the woods, um, some of these voicemails I got this week, y'all are really spiraling. And I appreciate the honesty and transparency, but we got to get our shit together. So listen, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into the Absolutely Not line. If you're new to the Absolutely Not line, it's a safe space where you can call and bitch and we'll figure some shit out together. I don't necessarily have all the answers. I sure as fuck know you don't have the answers either, but let's get into it. As always, you can call in 800-213-7503. Let's hit the hotline and we'll get into it. Mother's Day is around the corner and I adore my mom. And I've tried, she's the kind of woman where I've tried to get her every single thing I could think of, but she's genuinely the kind of person who opens something up and she goes, oh, that's interesting. Did you save the receipt? The thing is though, with this gift that I'm about to make her through StoryWorth, she will literally have these memories and these heartfelt moments that we, it's just a sentimental gift that the whole family can cherish together forever. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your mom, grandmother, mother-in-law, and every mother figure in your life share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun new way to engage with them, especially if you can't be together in person. Every week, StoryWorth emails your mom a different story to prompt a question that you've never thought to ask. Like, what is some of the best advice your mother ever gave you? Or if you could choose any talents to have, what would they be? Legit, it just opens up this like almost Pandora's box of just conversations and things that you you can have your mom be a part of. It's such a better sentimental gift because to me, it's something that we do together. And and in the end, she'll have this amazing memory of us together. And, and StoryWorth has helped numerous families learn about each other in profound, special ways. And their testimonials will practically move you to tears. In fact, StoryWorth has already created powerful experiences for me because there's parts of things that like Robin's kind of has a hard experience your shell. And she and I have been able to share so much with each other. And I've learned even more about her. I, you know, I adore that woman, but she, listen, she can't dur- turn down a sentimental gift. Okay. And I got her with this one. There's no shortage of surprises when reading the weekly stories and they make your family feel close. Even if you're not together, give your mom the most meaningful gift this mother's day with story worth. Get started right away with no shipping required. Go to storyworth.com slash absolutely. And you'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash absolutely for $10 off. Hey, Heather, it's Cambry from Dallas. I'm listening to the podcast now on my drive back to Louisiana from Family Fit Pictures. So I want, I thought this would be a good time to address my absolutely not and even to figure out if it is an absolutely not or if it's just my family is crazy. But this is the deal. So I grew up in a house where 
when you shower or bathe, you use washcloth, or you at least use a loofah. You use something to wash your body other than your hands. And, you know, when I stayed the night with friends in high school, their families also used washcloths. So didn't think it was like a weird thing or anything. Then when I go to college, I figure out, like, I mean, with my roommates and like staying at friends' houses and like staying at boyfriends' houses, I realize these people do not use washcloths. They don't even use a loofah. They are washing their bodies with their hands. And I am just so concerned with their personal hygiene. Like, I just don't think you're getting really clean. Like, I don't think you, I, you need to use something other than your hands. And not a single one of my friends in college, post-college, uses a washcloth. And I've told my family this. We're all very concerned. And we're beginning to think that we are the weird ones. And I don't know if this is maybe just like a regional thing or a southern thing. So just wanted to get your opinion and see if it is an absolutely not. But love you so much. Thanks for making my drive a little less boring. Bye. Cambry, thanks for calling in about hygiene. Okay. A couple things here. One, at first I thought your name was Camry, like a Toyota. And I feel like I use Toyotas a lot as examples just for things and my stories on this podcast. So I would really prefer if Toyota started cutting me a check because they haven't yet. And they've been getting a lot of free advertisement. All right, Camry. Again, solid name. Here's the deal. I totally disagree with you. And I know that I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. A lot of controversial kickbacks, DMs, maybe even somebody will egg my house. I don't know. Um, here are my thoughts on it. I've always been a little bit of a raw and real gal. I, When I wash my face, I use my hands. Like I love a nice face scrub where you get in and you can feel the sandpaper ripping off the top layer of your skin. I like to get in there. Now, also as somebody who has dealt with eczema their whole life, I wasn't really allowed to use a loofah or a washcloth per se, because guess what? It would irritate the skin more. It had to be a very gentle, mild cleanser, usually gel-based or water-soluble. So for me, I, I've i never been a washcloth gal. Now, in my older years, I'll use a washcloth on the face. But can I be honest with you? Washcloths and loofahs breed bacteria. So I want you to picture this. You've got some nice cleanser, put it on your washcloth. You go to, you know, wipe your lady bits. Well, it's basically been sitting there with mold and bacteria growing on that washcloth, even though you rinse it, of course, to re-wet it once you get in the shower. You're basically, it's a Petri dish for your pussy. Now, I know immediately what you're thinking. Heather, why don't you use a fresh washcloth? It's too hard to say. I get a lateral lift. My washcloth, why don't you get a new one every time? Because that's wasteful. I don't even really fuck with paper towels. I use, you know, a dish rag. I've started now spraying my counters down and then wiping with a dish rag, rinsing, letting it dry and reusing. But I'm not putting that on my pussy, my face. I I do have a long back scratcher though. I love when you get that back between the L5 and the L4 lumbar and you really just take off that patch of dry skin. But other than that, I, I raw dog it with my hand, back of my hand, front of my hands. I have long nails. So you definitely, when you are washing, you definitely got to make sure your nails don't slice a labia. But other than that, I don't fuck with the loofah. 
Now, sometimes, now I do love a Japanese dry brush. That's a whole other situation. Actually, let me really walk you through my shower program. I have a Japanese dry brush, okay? And I don't know if y'all know this, but ancient Asian medicine, they've basically been doing everything right since the dawn of time. Fully dry before you start your shower. You take the brush, you start at the tip of the feet and you work all the way up. Now you don't brush too hard. You know, this isn't grooming a horse. You just lightly brush. You hear that? Brush up and you work all the way up your leg. Then you go up the, you go from the tip of your fingers up and you, you go towards your heart. Now I go up my legs then I do my arms and then I rub my belly clockwise and counterclockwise. Everything pushed to your heart, to your heart. And that's called draining your lymphatic system. So technically, Cambry, I've already taken off the dead skin cells. Then I turn my shower on, get it nice and toasty. Then I'm able to lube up. I've already gotten the dirt off. The bad energy has sloughed down the drain and I'm raw dogging it with my palm. Now, I also have an extendable shower hose. So really when I need to get my nooks and crannies, I'm not like, you know, sticking a finger in my ass. I'm just hitting it with a hard shot of water. Sometimes you got to pressure wash your puss and keep going. You know it. I know it. Nothing sexual about it. You know, I find it interesting that uh, Americans are weird about bidets. Guess what, everybody? They make sense. A lot of y'all been walking around you know, with dirty asses. I don't bidet up. I bidet strong. Listen, I worked for the Royal Saudi family. It's a whole nother conversation. And before they moved into this house in Beverly Hills, I was in charge of ordering, there was what, 15 bathrooms. I was in charge of, in charge of ordering 15 bidets. That's the lifestyle. You go to Italy, what are they doing? They're moist. And then they let, they let it dry out. Y'all are afraid of a little skin on skin power washing con, you know, what was I trying to say? Wow. I think you just had a stroke. Hold on. Let me hydrate. Y'all are scared of a little skin on skin contact. That's what I was saying. You wash your hand. You wash it under your armpits. You know what I mean? You're then also washing your hands. Also, if you're worried about, you know, checking things out down there, maybe you need to go talk to somebody. Cambry, I'd be more than happy to come to your home and check things out for you. I'm not afraid. I was one of those people, you know, when somebody has a medical issue, let me look at it. Let's figure it out. I, I'm not, I wouldn't be good under pressure and say an ER trauma situation. But if you got a mole somewhere and you need me to see if it's sus, buckle up, roll your pants down. I'm ready to look. Not in a creepy sexual way, not even like a gawking way. I just want to know that you know, that we both know you need to get that checked out. You know what I mean? And then I'm going to hound you about it. If you get drunk, you know, we do some drugs. You're like, hey, we're in a bathroom at a nightclub. And you're like, I need you to look at this mole in my undercarriage. And then I'm like, listen, Kimberly, that's, um, <laughs> looks like it's got growth on it. And then I check back with you the following Wednesday and you still haven't gone to the doctor. I'm showing up at your house. I'm throwing you in the Audi and we're hitting the derm. And that's on God. That's the way we roll. Two in the pink, one in the stink. Get in my car. We're going to the doctor. Um, and I know, I'm sure, I, I bet people are unsubscribing to my podcast right now that they know I don't keep loose washcloths around. I'll use a washcloth for my face, but I also have one of those like towel cleansing brushes, which is like a Clarisonic kind of vibe. And I just scrub, scrub that. 
You know, I don't know. Maybe it's just the way I was raised. You know, I couldn't do baths as a child. I've never been a soaker. I think people who take baths are weird. Not that they're weird, but I don't enjoy that. It's not relaxing to me because the entire time I'm thinking, one, my titties are floating at the top. My areolas are just ice cold. Two, I'm getting a UTI. I'm just festering in whatever kind of fucking weird bath bomb you've put in this fucking lukewarm water. That's the other thing. Bath bombs cannot be good for you. They've got glitter in them. I mean, if you were if you were the kid who got UTIs, you know that I know that we all know I couldn't even stay in a ba- ba- bathing suit. Wow, I can't even fucking talk. I could not stay in a bathing suit longer than I'd say 45 minutes. I was that kid after a swim meet. Immediately, my mom would be screaming from the other end of the pool. Have that. Change your suit. You're going to get a yeaster. And I'm like, mom, for fuck's sake, mom, stop. Shut the fuck up. Just get my chicken tenders ready with a side of ranch, bitch. Shut up. I am in the thick of it with my fertility, and I am so freaking glad that I ordered Modern Fertility. Before they even became a sponsor of the podcast, I bought their services essentially through an Instagram ad, and I'm so glad I did because now I know, like, clock's ticking. It was time to freeze the eggs. Modern Fertility was created because it's easy and affordable to just test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. It can be so overwhelming and so exhausting, y'all. I didn't know what I didn't know until I knew that I needed to get on this. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. Traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility gets you the same test and same info at $159, a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely, you can get $20 off your test. Also, if you have an HSA or FSA, you can put those dollars towards modern fertility. You'll get insight into your hormone levels, how many eggs you have, and other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. I did it, and then I am now going through the process of freezing my eggs, and my sister, who's older than me, did it as well, because I said, listen, I have so few options. I might need a couple eggs from her. She just did it. Now we're both like, what are we going to do? But the fact of the matter is we're taking really the power back into our own hands. And we did it through the help of Modern Fertility. I really genuinely use this product before they even become part of the podcast. And I am so grateful that, you know, I had this insight into what is actually going on inside of my body. Again, all you do is go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. And you can get $20 off your test. Don't wait. Don't delay. Do it. We're women. We're empowered. Let's take our, our health and our wealth into our own hands. Have you ever been to Europe? You know that like Europeans take 65 bathing suits to to the beach. If you've ever been out with a French woman, I don't know, to even a swimming pool, she will show up in a red bikini. She will change into a yellow, blue by lunch, red, another red by like the fifth glass of rosé, and then she's leaving in a full tracksuit. Mind you, she's only carried a tiny Prada purse to the beach. You have no idea how she stuffed all of her shit in this tiny bag, but they always change. That's why when you go to a beach in Europe, they have like their bikinis hanging on the back of their chairs. They never sit in a wet bathing suit. I'm never going to sit in a wet washcloth. Also, I don't know about you, Cambry, and this is no, I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not that, I don't think I'm that filthy. You know what I mean? If I can't hit it with a little sun-ripened raspberry from Bed Bath & Beyond, if that's not doing the trick, then I don't know what else. If you've unsubscribed to this podcast because you think I can't be friends with Heather, she lives too on the edge for me, 
It was nice knowing you, but I have to live my truth. And if your truth is using a washcloth, then so be it. There's loofahs, though. I'm 99% sure killing the rainforest. But what do I know? You know, I'm literally using my hand to wash my vagina. You know, I'm not even. I'm just using the hose. You know, you, you splash some stuff in there. You, you rinse, you power hose it down and you're off to the races. Hygiene's important, but look to Europe. Whenever you're wondering whether or not we're doing it right, look to the Italians. Look to the French. I, I guarantee you our level of UTIs universally, continentally, is way higher than theirs. You know, a French bitch named like Genevieve has two cigarettes, 10 bikinis, and a fucking baguette and calls it a damn day. Meanwhile, you just took out a rainforest or I don't know, a reef somewhere outside of Barbados trying to get your ass clean. Get it right. Listen, absolutely yes to to just being hygienic the ever way, you, you know, however you want. Don't frown on me if I come to your house and I don't use the rolled up washcloths in the corner because I know Embry, Cambry, Serenby, whatever. I know when I come to your house, you're going to be judging me. You're like, I had eight washcloths rolled up in a cute little basket from Home Goods, And I noticed <laughs> she used none. Wow. Okay. Not inviting her to my baby shower. I love you, bitch. But don't push your political agenda of, you know, I don't know, terry cloth on me. If I could air dry, you want to know something crazy? My dad used to get out of the shower and immediately hit his nuts with the blow dryer. How do I know this? Don't ask. Have you ever, I, I'm just suggesting, get out of the shower, do a light dab dab with the towel. Then I want you immediately, immediately, immediately. Wow. Cannot form a sentence. Immediately. Take that blow dryer, start on cool, then warm it up to warm and just if you hit your crotch with some, just some nice dry heat, 8.30 in the morning, you'll be zip zaps off and all the way to work. Don't take my word for it. Do it. You know, get back to me. I'll use a towel for two days, but I don't really need it because it's a light, a light towel dry. Mostly I'm hitting it with the, with the hair dryer. And then I lock it in with some moisture. Forget about it. Forget about it. Absolutely. Yes. Heather, I have an absolutely not. It's an absolutely not for me when a trendy restaurant wants to have a seat yourself policy. I live in Houston. And this, this restaurant recently opened up and it's seat yourself. So basically you have to fight your way to get a really nice patio seat. And a couple of, of two will we'll take a table for eight. It's, it's the worst. Yeah. Um, seating yourself is an absolutely not. Could not agree with this more. Seat yourself basically says fall on the sword to your own death good luck to you, bitch. You're not going to make it. Also, you said this is a trendy place. Now, I'm guessing a seat yourself in a maybe fast casual kind of environment because that's a pretty bold fucking place if it's like a bump in Friday night spot and then you have to seat yourself. Like, what is this, survival of the fittest? First of all, we are already so socially awkward because we have not really you know, been doing our regular rigmarole. And now you're expecting me to somehow have the wherewithal, the know-withal to seat myself amongst other humans who also don't know how to seat themselves. I've said it and I'll say it again. One of the hardest jobs in a restaurant is being a hostess. It really is. And if you haven't done it, I don't want to fucking hear it because you have to deal with the front of the house fucking attitude. 
You got some lady coming in name dropping, you know, oh, it's Morgan. You know, I have a reservation. I have a standing reservation at Friday at 7.45. Ma'am, you have, you have a loose cigarette hanging out of your mouth and no pants on. You are on angel dust. Whether or not you have a reservation, doubtful. I mean, the shit people would come up with when I was hostessing, the shit. And I was like, if they gave it a good hearty try, I would usually let them sit down. And it is very easy. It is very easy to get a good table somewhere. You look the hostess in the eye. Hi, what's your name? Emily. Emily, hey, Heather McMahon here. Listen, here's the deal. I, uh, I'm really living on the edge tonight. I don't have a reservation, but we are so flexible and we will hang out at the bar and have a drink. If anybody cancels, if anybody, you know, is just the fucking worst and you don't want to seat them, we'll take their spot because we're here for it. Thanks so much. That's it. And if I was, if I was Emily, I'd be like, you know what? I like this bitch. She's to the point. She's telling me what's going on. She's being honest. Da, 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 da. Let's go. She's willing to wait. Fantastic. And then Emily always comes over and taps my shoulder and goes, hey, here's the deal. Um, the Johnsons did not show up because, well, the wife's a fucking nightmare. And I'm sure the babysitter quit because, well, the husband's technically having an affair with the babysitter. And that's a whole thing. So it, I guess they finally found out tonight. So <laughs> do you want their table? And I'm like, one, you know too much about these people. I'm fucking here for it. And two, yes, I want their table. That's how you do it. But if I were to walk into this restaurant, there's no Emily there and it just says seat yourself, I would immediately just start running around the restaurant going, what the fuck do I do? Why? I don't even know anymore. You just see people screaming with their masks around their chin, just screaming like, Clark, Clark, fucking step on it. These people are getting up. There is a restaurant in Atlanta. It's called Taqueria del Sol. Okay, it has some of the best tacos in the world, but it is a seat yourself, fast, casual kind of joint. And I got to throw them under the bus for just a second. It is so fucking stressful seating yourself at this restaurant. Also, the staff, they're always kind of fucking rude. Like it's a little bit like the soup Nazi situation where it's, they're, they're always pretty fucking rude. Like my girlfriend was there and she was really pregnant and there's signs everywhere. Do not seat before you've placed your order. And my friend Katie was like nine months pregnant and she was like, I just got to sit down for a second. Her husband was literally ordering the food. He was in the front of the line. She didn't sit down until he was placing the order and the guy came over and screamed at her and she was like, I am fucking pregnant. I will never come here again. My husband is the first one in line. I'm fucking done. And sure enough, two days later we were back because the tacos are that great. But still, like that that's the energy and the level of just sheer exhaustion, anxiety, terror, fear that you feel when you get to a place and they say, seat yourself. I have to do everything for myself all day. Can you just seat me? My, my brain hurts. Yeah, it's hard. I hear you. And if the fact that anybody were to think that we're supposed to go out into the world after not having direct P2P socialization for the last year and be able to sit at a farm table nonetheless and somehow visually space it out. You know, you're standing in line and they're like, okay, well, that table, that group in front of us has four people. Okay, four. And then we're two, that's six. All right, that farm table, I don't know. Is that 72 foot, 84 foot? I mean, maybe if we squeeze, but are they doing the six foot? Fuck. Okay, wait, hold on. Oh, somebody just got out of the car and just skipped to the front of the line. Fuck. Okay, so now they have an on number. Now they have seven. We have two. That's, what is that? Seven plus two, that's nine. I don't know. I don't know, Jeff. I don't know. Okay, this table looks like it can seat eight. We're nine now. We're nine. We don't know these people, but we have to fucking, we're nine now. And Jeff's like, why are you screaming? And I'm like, because it's a seat your fucking self. 
I have been to the specific restaurant where Jeff has literally been like paying and I'm like, I will be on the hunt. You know, you're hiding behind the napkins at the ice machine, just with one eye out lurking. It's too much pressure. And then if the place has the audacity to have a farm table with bench seating. So then if you're in the middle of the group of seven, you got to get up. You know how I feel about benches. Do not ask me to come to your house if you have an indoor bench. Outdoor bench is different. I'm still not going to sit on it. I'm still going to ask you to bring a chair from inside with good lumbar support for me. It's like every time you go to a beer garden, a fucking beer garden, they have giant farm tables, family style with benches, and you're just sitting there in the sun, sweating, eating a shitty pretzel. And you're like, why did I come to this beer garden? All I want is a mimosa. You know what I mean? seat yourself. You're like, I have 25 friends coming. 25 friends RSVP'd. I cannot hold down this table long enough. Also, if 25 friends RSVP'd, that means two and a half are coming. My girlfriend, Terry, and her Shih Tzu, Mabel. That's it. But the whole time, you have to hold down that, that, that table and be like, no, 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 I'm so sorry. They're coming. Yeah, they're in line. Yep, they're right there in the ladies' room, 25 girls. And then you feel like an asshole because you've sat there for an hour and a half and it's just you and your friend Terry staring at each other, talking shit about how none of the rest of your friends showed up and her yappy fucking shih tzu's nipping at your ankles. And you're like, I don't even want to drink this fucking Pilsner, okay, Mabel? But I'm here looking at your mother staring at her forehead, realizing she needs a refresh of Botox. Also, you know what's really fucking annoying is when you hang out with the people who need Botox and then they proudly say, yeah, I'm never going to do anything to my face. And you're like, the rest of us have to sit at this fucking lunch and stare at your deep set forehead wrinkle. (laughs) And if you're natural, be natural, but wear a fucking hat, okay? That's where this really came full circle to. Don't make me stare at your weathered face. Next voicemail. Hi, it's Robin. Listen, guys, I want to tell you about this company called Uncommon Goods. Uncommon Goods is honestly, you just have to check it out. It's an online shop filled with unique, totally unexpected gifts. And when I say unexpected, I mean truly original things you won't find anywhere else. And with Mother's Day coming up on May 9th, now don't forget your mother. Now is the perfect time to check out the site. Here's a few of our favorite gifts that we found on this site. They've got tea towels, customized gifts, cheese boards. The stuff's really great. You're not going to find it anyplace else. Uncommon Goods is the place to go for your thoughtful, original gifts for everybody in your life. When you shop at Uncommon Goods, you're supporting artists and small independent businesses. Uncommon Goods, look for products that are high quality, unique, and often made in the U.S. They don't sell products made with leather, feathers, or fur. It's a Brooklyn-based company that's all about giving back. And you know how important that is. With every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, they give back a dollar to a nonprofit partner of your choice. They've donated more than $2.5 million to date. This is fantastic. Hey, guys, to get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash absolutely. That's uncommongoods.com slash absolutely. For 15% off. Hey, don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, they're all out of the ordinary. Hi, Heather. This is Samantha. Um, I'm in Greenville, South Carolina, but you know I'm originally from New Hampshire. 
So absolutely not to people ask me if they can have a plus one to my wedding. Like, no, I addressed the wedding invite to you and there was no plus one. If I wanted you to bring someone, I would have added them onto the invite. Do people not have an upbringing that their parents don't tell them that that is so rude? I just can't with these fucking people. So no, you can't have a plus one if it doesn't say a plus one to my wedding. If you want to come, that's great. If not, I'm completely okay with that too. So absolutely not to asking someone if you can have a plus one to their wedding. No, no, you can't. Have a good day. Bye. Samantha, I really love how you started this voicemail because you're so confident that you're from New Hampshire. You're like, what's up? It's your girl, Samantha, calling you from Greenville. But you know I'm from New Hampshire. (laughs) You know I'm from New Hampshire. Do I though? Do I know you're from New Hampshire? Who is actually really from New Hampshire? No one, right? It's like, I've been to Delaware once. Worst state. I didn't understand when people were like, yeah, Delaware. Delaware slaps. Does it? Also, you don't pay taxes, which is a little bit of a bamboozlement there. Like, why am I paying taxes? Granted, lower taxes in Georgia than like California, but why am I paying them and you're not? Thank you. Work on the deficit. Call me when you can. I also know that Delaware is not New Hampshire, two different places. I'm just bitter, okay? April 15th is around the corner. My asshole is clenched. Fully agree with you on this, though, about the plus one. If you don't get a plus one, if it's your name on the invite, then you're the only one invited. Now, I am kind I was going to go no kids at my wedding, but I've also now realized that a lot of people are traveling with their children. Now, you're probably also wondering, Heather, what's the update on your wedding? Also, you're legally married. Who gives a fuck anymore? Kind of agree with you, all of the above. Um, however... I really want my moment in the sun. I don't even care if I wear white anymore. I just want people to say, you look thin. That's all my wedding is about. I want the pressure. I want, you know, to be on the bride diet just so it'll finally fucking happen for once in my life. People will go, wow, wow. Oh my God, you look good. Are you glowing? I will probably wear a long turtleneck cheetah print number. But I'm still having my party in Italy. It has been now rescheduled till summer 2022. 2022. <laughs> Had a stroke right there real quick. Forgot what year it was. Because listen, Italy's still not open. And even if they open by, say, the end of the summer, well, that's too much. I, I, like, like my wedding planner and I were talking. She's like, well, it might open the week before your wedding. That is still not enough time to be able to get people to book flights. Do you know what I'm saying? To me, it's already been at the skin of my teeth. That's not enough time. I said, let's push it to 2022 because now I'm freezing my eggs. And so I won't have enough time from tax day to what was supposed to be June 18th to to lose the weight or to, you know, to to pick a dress, get the invitations, all that shit. I basically was like, whatever, I'll call you, beep you when it's time to board the plane. But now I'm realizing I can't do that to people. My friends aren't as international as I thought they were. They need apparently a two-week notice. Well, I can't give that to you. So you know what? We're going to push it another year. And that's probably going to fuck some shit up for you. But deal with it. I'm a bitter bride. I mean, those who've listened for a while know I haven't even had a fucking engagement party. I haven't had a dinner. So yeah, I legally got married. No one was there. My sister took a photo of us at my friend's office and she was still in sweatpants. I hadn't eaten all fucking day. It was 6 p.m. before I put a single morsel of food in my mouth. It was stressful. I was sweaty. 
Jeff shaved his beard down way too close. I like a thicker beard. The whole day I was like, something doesn't look right on you. I look at the photos and I go, oh yeah, he didn't have any fucking facial hair. Ruined that day for me on a multitude of reasons. So I, if you if you think that I'm not gonna be a fucking nightmare bitch by the time my wedding actually rolls around next summer, you're out of your damn mind. So really what I'm trying to say is don't test me, bitch. And the words of Cherie, Cherie, wow, Cherie, Sheree, Sheree Whitfield from the Real Housewives of Atlanta, who gone check me, boo. So guess what? If you even get an invite at this point to the Italy wedding extravaganza, thank your lucky stars. Don't ask me, can I bring, you know, my friend Mandy, who's a natural size too, got a boob job freshman year of college, has no melasma on her upper lip, naturally ombre hair, no you are, you may be allowed to bring ugly people to my wedding, but if you think that you're going to bring a thin, cute bitch to my wedding as your plus one, when I didn't give you a plus one, I will throw you in the Arno, which is the river of Florence. And we will, oh, I just dropped the microphone. And we will not send a rescue boat. Do you feel me? It's one thing to, to ask to bring a plus one, but then if you bring a plus one that's hot, <laughs> I've also decided, like I told my four girlfriends that were going to be bridesmaids, it's like, I don't think I'm even going to do this anymore because y'all have all both, had, like all of my girlfriends have had kids and they still have better bodies than me and I've had no kids and I'm just stressed the fuck out and sweaty and chubby right now. And I'm like, I don't even want y'all there. So honestly, if you do get an invite to my wedding, just know, I don't think you're actually living up to your full potential. And I think you've kind of let yourself go. So I'm willing to let you be there on my special day. And if a single fucking person messages me in, in on June like 25th of 2024, I told y'all, the date, 2024, it's not, what year is it? Where are we? Damn it, these hormones are making me nuts. If you send me a message of the day of and you're like, Heather, aren't you already married? Didn't you already get married? That was a civil ceremony. I am having my party. It's a pasta pizza party. There's going to be an Italian DJ. I'm going to have six outfit changes. There will be fireworks. There will be a white wine luge. Most weddings you go to have a vodka ice block luge. Mine's Pinot Grige. And if a single person says, I thought you already got married, I swear to God, it will not end well. I can't legally say what I will do to you, but I want you to think about it. So don't ask me, can I bring a buddy to your wedding? Honestly, by the time I get married, I actually won't give a shit. Yes. You, okay. I take it back. You can bring a buddy, but they can't be attractive. Okay. Bring your ugly cousin, Maria. She knows it. She's fine with it. And that's what's up. Hey, Heather, this is Katie Beth from South Carolina. And I have an absolutely not. My employer has yet to give our entire organization their W-2 forms. And we're looking at jail time in about a month. We don't file these bad boys. We've asked multiple times. We've had folks call the IRS. I think we need to get the Georgia law lady in here, but absolutely not. I'm a little scared. If everybody write to us, if we go to jail for not having our W-2s filed. All right. Peace and love, folks. Bye-bye. Katie Beth, I got to talk to you in the same tone that you came at me with. Katie Beth, I could not agree with you more. The audacity, the raw audacity. I want a necklace, a nameplate necklace that says, 
raw audacity. The raw audacity of, of your employer not giving you your Applebee's W-2? Absolutely not. Do people not know? First of all, taxes make zero fucking sense. They don't make no sense. They don't. And then on top of that, you're telling me, um, I got to then go to H&R Block or someplace, give this little piece of paper that's literally writing on the fact that whether or not I'm going to spend time in prison, real housewife style, you're telling me my asshole manager, Rick, cannot get his shit together to give me the W-2 for my Applebee's. And therefore, I may be going to the clinker with that, that piece of paper. It's some bullshit. You know, people got concerned about the COVID-19. Maybe we have to have like a vaccine passport. It's the mark of the beast, all that shit. Well, it, y'all, we've already had that. Do you not realize the W-2 is the same damn thing? If you don't have proof of employment, you go to jail. If you don't have proof of vaccination, you go to jail. They've been doing this forever. This is nothing new. You know, everyone's like, oh my God, I got to show people that I got my shots or they are not going to let me get on this cruise to the Bahamas. No, we cannot go to Key West. Then pop off in Nassau and come right back on a three-day carnival cruise. I don't know why we're only going for three days, but we're going for three days. We can't do it, Trish. We can't do it. You know it. I know it. We can't do it. We're not going because we refuse to get the vaccine and show our card. Guess what? I hate to tell y'all this. It's the exact same thing. It's a W-2. Sort of, kind of, you know it. And now, you have to wait for your employer to give you the damn W-2 that you then have to rush to H&R Block to hope that the guy, Mike, or whomever is going to be doing your taxes will get it in by the 15th. If not, you know, somebody's going to be at your door. Probably Nancy Pelosi asking for coin. That's how the government works. That's the real conspiracy theory. Taxes. Are the roads fixed? Nope. Are the bridges crumbling? Sure are. Does anybody have their shit together? Absolutely not. Are we still kind of technically at war? Yeah. This land is your land. This land is my land. Doubtful until I get my W-2. Also, I didn't know what a W-2 was until I was 23 years old. So that's a personal problem, but I fully agree with you. You need to give me your employer's number. Literally email me your employer's number and I will call. I said, Rick, I don't know if you know this. But I have worked my ass off to not go to jail. And now it's hanging in the balance because of you. I mean, excuse me. Excuse me. I don't have time for that. I do not think so. I cannot give you the credit that you deserve because guess what? You can't print out a fucking piece of paper that says I'm employed and I paid my taxes. I'm thinking of you. I love you. I'm sending you good vibes at this time, but this is what it comes down to. This is what it comes down to. We got to wait on everybody else to get their shit together when you got your ABCD lined up, ready to go. You're ready to pop off on the tax man, but you can't because you don't have your documentation. Get vaccinated. Get waxed. Let's fucking go, doggy. I hear you. Hey, Heather. This is Claire from Alabama. Shout out. Southern girls. Love Ole Miss. Went to Alabama. Still loved it there. Never went to the Grove and didn't have a wild ass time. But anyway, I have an absolutely not for you today. So my boss, his wife had a tummy tuck, which is great. Good for her. But I'm currently en route to my boss's house to help his wife clean her drains. I'm not exactly up to speed on everything that happens with the tummy tuck, but it sounds a little horrifying for me. 
I have an accounting degree and a finance degree. I'm certainly not qualified for this. Somehow this is a thing that's happening. So absolutely not to men, bosses, thinking that we just know what we're supposed to do in this situation. This is bullshit. Anyway, love you. Love and like. Claire, 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 Claire. I'm not even going to try and match your accent because it's too fucking good. Claire from Alabama. Okay, this... This made me laugh so hard. You have a accounting and finance degree from the University of Alabama, and you were going to go change the drains on your boss's wife's tummy tuck. Talk about me too. Hashtag time's up. Also, this just goes to show, this is a very blanket statement, but it's true. This just goes to show that men are absolutely fucking ding-dongs and completely clueless. The, he thinks that just because you're a woman, like, like it's like you helping her with her period. You know what I mean? He's like, I don't know how to do it. You're a lady. Go change some drains. It's not the same thing as a tampon, Mark. How did you even get bamboozled into this? Like, I would be like, no, sir. I have no medical degree. But this is him. He's just like, yeah, I need you to go change my wife's drains. I can't. I mean, you know how to do that, right? You're like, no, I know how to use Excel, PowerPoint, a large calculator. I know how to peruse the stock market. I absolutely, without a doubt, do not know how to drain a bag hanging out of your wife's flesh without it somehow getting infected. You should just yell anytime that somebody ever wants you to help you with something medical. You just yell, infection. You're like, I don't want it to get infected because infection really, you know, I mean, it's once it's infected, you're fucked. Whether it's a hangnail, a toenail, you know, a pore on your face. If you have a zit or it got infected, like you're fucked. Once it gets infected, it's straight weeks of antibiotics. You're completely fucked. And then on top of that, you have diarrhea from the antibiotics. It's just a downward spiral. You should have just yelled infection or you should have told him I'm on my period. I can't. (laughs) Because guys have no idea how it works. So he would have just been like, oh, yeah, like I can't. I'm on my period. I'm so sorry, Mark. I'm I'm on my period, you, you know, and I can't because she could get infected. You know, because as far as he's concerned, as soon as he hears period and infection, he's going to think that you just like grabbed your tampon and slapped her in the face with it. You know what I mean? And ladies, like I use the fact that my father has died for to get free shit all the time. I've told you this. I'll go into restaurants and be like, um, my dad just died. And they're like, oh, dinner's on us. My dad just died. Free spinach dip. My dad just died. Here's some makeup at Saks Fifth Avenue beauty, beauty counter. Use what you got. If it means that forever, no matter how much we progress as a society, men will always be uncomfortable talking about like period stuff. Use that to your advantage. I would love to go help your wife, but I can't. You know, I'm on my period. And he'll be like, huh? And you'll be like, yeah, infection. Can't. We can't cross contaminate. You know, she could get a blood disease. <laughs> Men are so fucking stupid. Y'all, Jeff thought that a pad stuck was stuck directly to your pussy. I talked about this on Instagram, what? And and people were like half appalled and half like, yeah, men are idiots. And Jeff has been down on my vagina for 11 years. He's been in it, outside of it, around it. He knows. But I don't wear pads, I guess. So he never knew. And he asked me one day, he was like, I'm confused. Does a pad stick to you or where, where does it go? And I was like, 
sticks to your underwear, sweetie. And he had no idea. His mind was blown. And then on the other side of it, people were like, I can't believe he didn't know that. I'm like, he, how would he know? Men are fucking idiots. Unless you spell it out for them, they don't know. I did a poll on Instagram. I said, okay, everybody like quiz your significant other. What does L, S, and R stand for when it comes to buying tampons? Most guys thought it was long. So instead of it being light, it was long. It super meant small. And R meant, what did R mean? Um, oh, round. That was it, round. A lot of women said that they, their husbands thought that if the box of tampons said R, it meant you were rounder than the other girl. Or like S was small. Men are fucking stupid. So I just want you to know that if you're listening and you're a woman and you ever get put in a situation where your wealthy boss asks you to go change his wife's tummy tuck drains, you say, I cannot infection. I'm on my period. He will never ask you again. He will never cross reference. He will never follow up. You just go back to eating your Chinese chicken salad from CPK at your desk and move about your day. Also, would love that doctor's name. Please send me a DM. Let me know. I'm ready for a tummy tuck because for my wedding in 2022, because that's where I'm at in my life. This is fucking amazing. Claire, hang in there. Do your thing. Although I'm just letting you know, if you have already gone to change the drain, you tell the wife because you know She's in real fucking control of that ship. You tell the captain, say, I'd like a raise for this. And if you do not get a raise from this, you call me and we'll burn down his house. That's what's up. I love you. This is amazing. You guys have made me laugh so fucking hard today. As always, you can call into the hotline, 800-213-7503. I will see you next week on the Absolutely Not line. You can always call in with absolutely yeses as well, but these were just too damn funny. Um, we're building the studio. We're getting things moving and grooving. We're back. We're back out. We're back in. We're about to be on the road, hopefully doing the most, not the least, but gear up because we're fucking in for it. I love each and every one of you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being a part of this. Arrivederci. Chabellas. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.